You're Rick fucking Dalton. Don't you forget it. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. You talking to me? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. Alright, welcome in everybody to Inglorious Podcasters episode six. I'm Nolan alongside with Sam. Um, and we got some we got some decent movie news here today. Um, but today we will re- be reviewing uh, the prestige which is the last Christopher Nolan movie that I've had to see. I've seen them all now. And he's made some pretty good films. And this is, we'll get into it. We'll get into it more about what, what we think about this film. Um, but first, I'm going to have to ask everyone listening to go check out our YouTube channel. I posted a link um, on our Twitter page. And um, it's our, it's me reviewing uh, Tenet. I just talk a little bit in, in depth more. Uh, than we were able to get into on the podcast. So if you guys go check that out, like, subscribe it, that'd be great. Um, I'm going to be doing another video here soon over uh, The Devil All the Time, which we will also be reviewing on this podcast. I know Sam hasn't seen it yet, but uh, I saw it. And it's just buckle up, Sam. Probably going to watch it uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, dude, it's it's pretty depressing. And then um, I, I mean, it's a good film. I respect what the director was going for, but it is, it's depressing as hell. Like, I felt down for, like, the whole next day just because of that <laughs> movie. And then, uh, do you also want to, re- uh, well, I already asked you this, but we'll also be reviewing um, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which came on Netflix about oh, yeah. a month to three weeks ago, around There's- there. There's a there's a few movies that are coming out hopefully in the next few mo- uh, weeks on Netflix that I'm really excited about. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure the next David Fincher film is going to be on Netflix Ooh. with uh, with, with uh, Gary Oldman. Oh, that's going to be awesome, dude! Yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's it's supposed to be a movie about like uh, the rights to Citizen Kane. Oh, I'm in on that. And apparently it, it was a pretty big deal back in the day. Have you seen Citizen Kane? Yeah, I'm probably never going to watch it again. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, it's it, so it's, overrated. It's, it's fine, but I can see why, because I can see like how innovative it was at the time. But like, that's really it. Yeah. Like, it it's, it's not a movie like, oh, man, I can't wait you know, to sit down and watch Sis and Kane. No, I don't think anybody has ever said that. Yeah. Dude, it's like, just, when I, when I got done watching it, it felt like it was just a bunch of people yelling at each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there was like camera work that really had never been done before. And I mean, the dialogue was pretty good, but I don't know. It, it's not the, it's not like, you know, the best movie of all time, like some people say. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. I feel like though uh nowadays people aren't really saying it as much. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of people will say like The Godfather or The Shawshank Redemption. Some people Good, will say uh Goodfellas. Good yeah. Goodfellas is like everyone's I feel like anyway. Or or like if you're asking like a frat guy, The Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Wall Street's fucking sick, dude. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks. Now, but dude, I have a hot take on that though. I like The Godfather more than I like Goodfellas. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They're kind of on the same level. I've only seen both of them only once, so mm-hmm. I'd have to rewatch them again. I would say I probably Good. got more out of it. Uh, from uh, The Godfather. Make no Plus, mistake, the second one is so is ex- good. Yeah. 
Make no mistake, Goodfellas is a great film. But oh yeah, it, it might be uh, Scorsese's favorite. I know you really like The Irishman. Um, me oh, personally, I love The Irishman. Me personally, though, and I think it might still be yours. Uh, my favorite Scorsese movie is uh, The Departed. So yeah, The Departed is up there. I also really, really love Taxi Driver as well. Taxi Driver is really good. So that's up you, there for me. You, you mean Joker? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Joker. I really enjoyed Joker, that movie. All right, should we get into movie news? Yes, sir. All right, first bit of movie news. Uh, Trials of the Chicago 7 trailer came out. I believe it came out, or it came out um, was it during an NFL game, I want to yeah. say? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's when they uh, debuted it. Um, yeah, I think this this film looks awesome, and the fact that it's coming out on Netflix is <clears throat> really convenient. So I'm definitely gonna mm-hmm. sit down and watch this. We'll probably even review this too. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's an Aaron Sorkin film, uh, you know, you know, you're gonna get really good dialogue. That's kind of like a guarantee with with his m- movies. Um, obviously, the the peak of Sorkin's dialogue was. Uh, the social network, um, and he did he did Steve Jobs, correct? Yes, he wrote that. He's written okay. a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't well, he, like, did, he 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 didn't direct Steve Jobs. He, he didn't? his first no his directorial debut was Molly's Game, and then this. Oh, is that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, didn't like Danny Boyle do uh, Steve Jobs? I think it, I think so. It was something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the cast looks great. Uh, we love, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt here on the pod. Um, yeah, he's not in Project Power this time. Yeah. Oh yeah. We never reviewed that. Yeah. That's, we, yeah, that's probably for the best that we didn't review that. I would have been pretty angry because dude, it was such a, like a decent film at first and I was having fun with it. And then it just it became the most basic movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, not a lot to get from this trailer except for a really good cast. Sasha Baron Cohen's in it. Um, you know, I don't really know a lot about it, about the story, what, what it's really about, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely am going to take a look at this, obviously, especially considering, you know, this year, you know, we, we haven't had a lot of like new movies. So any, any time I see a new release, uh, I, I don't know. I just get excited and, uh, hopefully I don't get disappointed, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Here, let me, I'll read you, uh, the synopsis. Uh, it's the story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 democratic national convention in Chicago, Illinois. Um, I'm pretty excited for this as well. I think Aaron Sorkin did really well with Molly's Game directing it. I think he's a, uh, I mean, given he's a really good writer. Um, I will die on the hill by saying I think Quentin Tarantino is a better writer than Sorkin. Uh, I might get some hate for that. Who? Okay, so who do you think is the best writer in the game right now? Do you think it's Tarantino? Hmm. Because I saw, um, you know, Ken Jack from uh, Barstool, uh, Lights, Camera, Pod, uh, he mentioned uh, Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, Taylor Sheridan is one of the best writers. I I would agree with that. I would Um, agree with that as as well. Um, Did did Bong Joon-ho write Parasite? um, Let me check. I think it might be uh, David and 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 Dan from uh, 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 Game of Thrones or whatever their names are. They might might be the best, right? Yeah, D&D, whatever the hell their names are. Dude, they suck. Yeah, dude, so he wrote wrote Parasite. He's written Okja. He's written Snowpiercer. Bong Bong Joon-ho is definitely up there as well. Yeah. I put Bong Joon-ho, Aaron Sorkin, Taylor Sheridan, Quentin Tarantino. They're all up there. I would put, especially if you put him with his brother, 
I would put Chris uh, Nolan and Jonathan Nolan uh, up there as well. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think Christopher Nolan's a really good writer, but uh, combine that with uh, his brother, it's like it, they're undefeated, basically. Yeah. So, never lost. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I mean, I'm pretty excited uh, for this movie. The fact that it's on Netflix, the cast looks great. Um, Eddie Redmayne has never really wowed me with a performance, so I'm hoping he can do it here. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, obviously, is, he has wowed me in many wait, performances. Wait, you were never wowed by Eddie Redmayne in, uh, what, what was that movie, Jupiter Ascending? <laughs> I was, yeah, you're right. Maybe that's an exception for that film. Dude, I never saw that, and I probably never will. And it sucks because the Wachowskis made that. But I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, that's right. The Matrix was a fluke. I'm you, sorry. you think so? You think I so? I think so. They've made such bad movies, but The Matrix is so good. But they the gave Matrix. us they gave us Keanu Reeves. You know that that was Quen, one of Quentin Tarantino's like favorite movies for the Matrix? longest time. Yeah, and then he said could, that, and then he said he saw the other two, and it kind of <laughs> made him like it a little less. Yeah, um, he. I know he likes he he likes that kind of like odd, like science fiction, like dystopian future stuff. He really likes that stuff. Yeah, I don't know, but all right. So, anyways, moving on. Uh, the, our next bit of movie news is uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is in talks about reuniting with Denis Villeneuve, and me and Sam are both big fans of. Not only Denis Villeneuve, mm. not only Jake Gyllenhaal, but the film they did to, together, which is, well, he, he's two done two, fil- two films with him, Prisoners and Enemy. Um, in I the same seen, year. Yeah, I haven't seen Prisoners in a long time. Um, I have seen Enemy recently, and oh my God, that film is so good. That film is so good. So I'm super pumped for this. I think Jake Gyllenhaal... He's so perfect at picking his roles, dude. He's so good at it. And that's what I also really respect about him. Is he's so good about picking his roles. So I'm super pumped for this. Um, I'm really excited for Dune. Um, if if Denis is able to kill it with both Dune movies, I I will have no problem. I already don't really have a problem with Denis. He, he hasn't made any movie that I thought is bad. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know this is this is good news you know finally coming out of 2020 um yeah i mean i think jake Gyllenhaal pretty much hasn't missed like i know everyone's talking about like you've talked about on twitter uh marvel pattinson's streak the last few years i feel like jake Gyllenhaal has been on a streak for like you know eight years like yeah. just just killing every single role um and you know he he just he he needs more recognition because the fact that he did not get a nomination for Nightcrawler is literally one of the one of the biggest crimes. And I I realize that the Oscars are kind of meaningless now, and it's more about legacy than anything. But still, I don't know how you get like something that wrong. Yeah, I mean, what I, I what I respect about him is. I don't think he gives a shit about whether he gets an Oscar or not. I think he just wants probably to make, not. Yeah, I think he just wants to do or like perform good roles, and he's done that in Enemy, Prisoners, Nightcrawler. He was even good in Spider Man recently. Well, and I, I love the amount of detail that he puts into a performance. Like, for example, in Prisoners, um, to like show like how exhausted like mentally and physically exhausted his character was uh because he you know was working to figure out this case he would blink a lot he would have like a weird twitch in his eyes i noticed that the first time i watched i was like what the hell yeah and then in nightcrawler he kind of did the same thing and then he also lost weight to show that he's uh his character's like a hungry coyote so like I don't know, just like the little details um, in preparing for a role, I think is uh, 
it, it just it's one of the reasons why I think he is, you know, top three in his game right now. I can definitely see that. And I also really respect that he does indie films instead of really doing big blockbuster films. The only exception would be the Spider-Man film. Other than that, he does really indie films. And that's mm-hmm. what I really, really dig about what actors do. Uh, Gosling did it for a while, and, and now he's just so big to where he is doing big blockbusters. DiCaprio is the same way. Um, and now Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, he still doesn't get enough recognition but um, hopefully that will change soon. I don't want him to go to a big block, a big blockbuster like uh, studio and have them put him in something shitty. I would really like him to be. Continued. Oh, you mean like uh, Tom Hardy? Yeah, or Capone. And then I would, I would really like it for him to just continue to strategically choose his products that he or projects that he feel feels will make a lasting impact on his viewers. And he's done that. Or also like Michael Fassbender in like every movie choice he's made basically the last few years. Except 12 Years a Slave. He was really good in that. Yeah. Well, and and I would Steve Jobs too, but that movie made like no money. So yeah, but he he was nominated for an Oscar, but Leo was getting that Oscar that year. Oh yeah. No, yeah, there was, there was no doubt. Apparently, uh, Fassbender's in uh, the next uh, Taika Waititi film. So that'll be interesting. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. You know, Taika's okay. Um, I thought, uh, what was it? I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. Okay, I like Jojo more than you did. I I did not think Thor Ragnarok was that good. Really? I didn't. It it felt like a Guardians ripoff. Dude, I thought and it, I didn't like. I it was definitely Thor, one of the dude, most Thor, fun. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it, but there are characters that die that are very important to Thor, and then like literally not even a minute later, he's like joking around. It's like what the hell? And, and, <laughs> I don't know. It, it felt like they completely abandoned the character that they had created in Thor in the first two movies and the first two Avengers films. However, that yeah. Thor was also very boring. Yeah, I was going to say, and, that's why. I mean, Chris Hemsworth's a good comedic actor, but I don't know. I, I mean, it was a fine movie. It was better than the other two Thors, but like people saying it was the best Marvel movie, let's, let's take a step back. It's like, <laughs> it's like eighth or ninth, in my yeah, I'd opinion. Say the, I'd say the best one for sure is Avengers Infinity War, no question. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would have to say that. All right, so so anyways, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal and Denise Villeneuve are, re- are reuniting. Um, on to the next bit of news. Um, Tom Hardy, your boy, Tom Hardy, potentially playing James Bond. What do you think about that, Sam? Um, I'm very ex- – I, I, I really hope that it's true. Are you um, worried? I'm worried that it's not true because then that means I got my hopes up for nothing. Um, it, it is a little surprising, though. I would think that he would have uh, been more interested to be a Bond villain than anything. That's what he usually likes to do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's killed basically every single role that he's been in. I know Capone was a weird performance. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but they weren't really knocking him more. So it was like the script and whatnot. The, the they directors made him poop a lot. I've heard. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and that that had to have been a weird day on set. But uh, oh, definitely. But yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Hardy would be the good, a good choice for James Bond because of like just looking at his performance, for example, like in Inception. I think he's really charismatic uh, in that role. Now, granted, it was small, and he's going to have to play the lead role. Um, But I definitely think he's up to the task. I I think when he's in a really good movie, for example, like The Revenant, I don't think anybody can question his acting talent. Um, He does mumble a little bit. He'll have to clean that up. But 
Yeah. Uh, he won't be doing, you know, a deep South, you know, accent in this, or he won't be wearing a mask in a, you know, in, in a IMAX airplane dealing with Christopher Nolan sound mixing. So I think, I think my favorite performance from him is from the Revenant and he's damn good in that film. So I'm, I'm really excited for this because I think he can pull off a really good performance. Like he's great in warrior. He's great in inception. He's great in the dark Knight. He's great in, in a lot of films that he's in. And I, I, Oh, and Mad Max, he's really good. And even though he's kind of, you know, put on he doesn't the back really burner, say anything. Yeah. But he still does. He do, He does give a great performance as Max. Yeah. And again, that's why I, I like him so much. That's why he's my favorite actor. He, he doesn't really need to do anything in the movie. Like he, he doesn't need like, you know, um, the majority of, of the lines in the movie to, you know, make an impact on the film. Like, for example, Dunkirk, you know, he just has, like, one eyeball, basically, yeah. the whole movie. And I don't know, I thought he did a really good job in that movie. And he really, when you think about it, he's just sitting there, you know. He's not even really flying the plane. Just so moving his eyebrows. Yeah. Um, but he does he does a really good job with it. Um, and I can't help but think about... I'm not saying it would happen, but Christopher Nolan has said that James Bond is one of his favorite movie like franchises. Really? So, and he, I know he did just make a, a movie kind of about, I guess like secret agent spies. Yeah. That, that kind of your chance. Yeah. That kind of leads me into my next, uh, into the next bit of news. Christopher Nolan and well, John David Washington feels that a tenant sequel is very, very possible. However, we both know Christopher Nolan is very much against sequels, aside from aside from his Batman trilogy. That's because Warner Brothers like basically made him. Really? <laughs> especially especially uh Dark Knight Rises. I don't think he wanted to do uh the Dark Knight Rises. I still think it's a kick ass film. But Oh yeah. He they, there there is talk. Um, there's a lot of rumors that that they feel that a, a second tenant film could come out. And I gotta tell you, I'm all here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a very interesting world because we still don't know a whole lot about it. And unlike Inception, where it it ends, I think very. Uh, like it ends with everything tied to a bow, you know, Cobb reunites with his kids and whatnot. I think that world is closed. Um, I know people at the beginning, uh, they thought Tenet was a sequel to Inception, but it wasn't. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it will be interesting to see if they like just what Nolan does with his next project. Is he going to do something big again and and new or will he you know do something like like a sequel or a, a james bond movie or something else um i don't know i'm I'm really intrigued to see what he uh what he does next because i think he laid the groundwork for a potential franchise with with tenant yeah i i think that there's so much that you can you can create with tenant the, the sky is the limit pretty much with, with what he was able to, to create. That's what I really respect about him and making his films is he, he's willing to go the extra mile to make the viewer think outside the box of like, what else, what else could you think of here when, yeah. when, when thinking of this, this world that Christopher Nolan has put you in? Honestly, like part of me thinks like, part of me want, like I love Christopher Nolan when he makes you know, these massive epic movies. But watching The Prestige again makes me like, I don't know, I kind of would like to see him make a smaller film, you know, like, like, like uh, The Prestige, like Memento, you know, just like a smaller film. But again, that's what makes, I think, movies like Tennis so special is it, he makes the movie almost as if it's like a 
small budget movie, I guess, um, in that, like, it's an original idea. The only difference really is, um, you know, he has a $250 million budget instead of, like, probably, like, a $5 million budget. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just – I'm really intrigued to see what, what he does next. Um, personally, I would like to see him do something new, but I also wouldn't be uh, opposed to him um, coming back out with uh, another uh, movie uh, exploring the world of Tenet. Yeah, you're the you're the expert on Christopher Nolan, so I'm leaving it to you. Honestly, like the thing that I want to see the most uh, of him to do, especially after like the last like battle scene in Tenet, I want to see him make another war film. Mm. If, if I could, if I could tell Christopher Nolan what to make next, I would tell him to make a war film. <laughs> yeah, he he did do he did do well with Dunkirk. I just. I just hope that if he makes a war film, I would like to make. I would like his characters to be a little bit to have a little bit more depth. It's the only thing I understand. Dunkirk was definitely plot driven because it's yeah. about an event. But if he does yeah. make a new war film, I'd like it to be more character centered instead of plot centered. You know? Yeah, yeah. And Dunkirk also. I mean, I don't really consider that to be a war film, honestly, just because like it's it's more of like a survival story and a rescue mission than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that movie. So yeah. All right. Should we, um, Oh, moving on to uh, a little bit more news. Um, Devil all the time came out. We will definitely be reviewing that. Um, stars our boy, Robert. Pat- well, it doesn't star our boy. It's, it's got Robert Pattinson in it. Um, <laughs> Tom Holland Holland is in it. Uh, We will be reviewing this. Um, Getting a little mixed reviews, um, but I'm very, very excited to talk about it because it's it's something that what? what? Sorry about my water bottle. My bad. I didn't mean Uh, to make that big of a noise. (laughs) But yeah, it's getting a little bit of mixed reviews. So um, once Sam watches it tomorrow night, we will we will bring you that review. Um, and then for the next bit of news, uh, the WandaVision trailer. Uh, the other night, <clears throat> Marvel dropped their trailer for WandaVision, and I don't know what to... I don't know, man. It's going to be streaming on Disney+. Plus. Apparently, it's it's going to be... November know, 27th like, is the rumored... Uh, is the reported uh, like release date. For the first the, episode, yeah. Well, it's supposed to set up the MCU's next phase in a big way, but I don't know, man. From this trailer, I just I don't think they know what the uh, they probably will know what they're doing, but it just looks like they don't know what they're doing. I think the whole idea of having it be a, a film from the six or a, a TV show from the sixties and seventies, it's just I don't know. I think that's really stupid for when it has to do with the TV show. However, I'm not the expert at Marvel. Marvel's been killing it with their films, both box office-wise and critically. Um, they're, they're hit or miss for me, usually. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm really just not excited for this like I am for The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely think like, the character Wanda in particular is an interesting character. I think she has a really interesting story. I could give zero craps about Vision. No offense, <laughs> Paul Bettany, but I I just don't like that character at all. I think yeah, he's so uninteresting. I was honestly, sounds awful, but I honestly like, I mean, I, I wasn't mad when Thanos killed him. Like, that's all I'm going to say. I I think Vision gets a lot of hate. I don't mind Vision. I think he's I think he's all right, but I I get where people are coming from, but I just I, I mean, don't know why you need a whole show like I guess I guess half the show is like revolved around him. All, like I would it would make more sense to have Wanda j- just to be about Wanda because I honestly think 
Because we know what's going to happen in the game. Yeah, yeah. And I think you can make an argument that Wanda, you know, she she honestly put up a bigger fight than uh, Captain Marvel against Thanos. Yeah, so, well, she almost killed Thanos. Yeah. Um, and And so, yeah, I mean, I think she's definitely a more interesting character. Um, it, it's going to be weird, like, seeing, you know, like you said, like, 60s and 70s shows, like, uh, alternate realities and whatnot. I'm not really interested in that. Um, I was looking forward to uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier way more than this, and even the Loki mm-hmm. series, but... Um, the Loki I, I did, series is going to be badass. Well, I, I also, like, feel like the Loki series might be a little bit of overkill, because like really? every like I love Loki. Every teenage girl likes Loki. <laughs> and and me. And 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 they and they freaking cried at the beginning of Infinity War. Oh, when he died. When he got when he got choked out. Yeah. I, I mean it, I, it, I, it is intriguing, but it's it's nowhere near like I I feel like now that this chapter of Marvel is done. I, I just don't know how how like long they can carry this out. Like you don't want to milk it out like uh, you know the Star Wars uh, saga was. Yeah, that's what that's what the last few movies felt like was that they were just milking out these you know the characters that we grew up loving in the original trilogy. So mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, the danger I- dangerous thing about about this next phase. Well, and I'm also wondering if people are going to get superhero fatigued from from all this. And I think, I think t- only time will tell with this like global pandemic and cooling off because I don't think they're going to have a single film out this year. You can say Black Widow, but I'm not sure if that's going to drop. Yeah, and I, I still don't understand why you make a Black Widow movie after we know her fate. But I mean, yeah, I don't wh- get that wh- whatever. At least we're finally getting one. Um, and we get to find out what happened at Budapest, I guess, which is like on everyone's mind. I don't know. I mean, is it? I don't even. He's not even in the movie. I thought Jeremy Renner. I thought that's. I thought I heard that that you get you get to finally hear what happened at Budapest. Either way, um, I'm not super excited for this, for that film. But I mean, I don't know. Only time's just gonna tell. With with the global pandemic and and what's going to happen? Yeah, well, and it's also going to be interesting to see what Marvel does in the future. You know, regarding the unfortunate tragedy of Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. I know Marvel definitely doesn't want to be you know thinking about that, but you know, I think I would argue he's besides Spider Man, maybe he has the most interesting story to tell and and this next phase or at least he was going to be. So um, I do wonder what, what the plan is. Yeah. I would, I'm so bummed about that because he was such a cool character. Oh yeah. At least thought he, I I felt like he was like Marvel's Batman. And that, that was kind of like what black Panther was in the comics too. Like he was, um, you know, like he he was a normal person, you know, like in a mask and whatnot. But uh, he was also like a king of a country too. And we were yeah. just getting you know introduced to that world, and it 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 just stinks that that we you know we got kind of robbed of it. Um, you know, and, and Bozeman obviously was such a incredible talent too as that character yeah I, it's just it's so unfortunate that we're not going to see what he's going to be able to do because i mean i feel like he's I, I don't know i just i just feel like there's so much you can do with wakanda and like oh yeah just there's just so much with their futuristic technology and i don't know it's just it just it really sucks dude that really you could sucks because he seemed like a good person too yeah, you could argue as well that uh, um, Killmonger was was their be- was one of the best MCU villains too. So yes, like just, I would agree. Just like that whole world, and like you could explore uh, like in the second one, 
um, the the characters that like disbanded from Wakanda and followed Killmonger. Like you could you could explore those mm-hmm. characters as maybe like uh, a like a potential rivalry. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't imagine that we'll be getting a Black Panther uh, movie anytime soon. Yeah, I would agree on that. All right, uh, next bit of news. Uh, the Mandalorian trailer dropped. Um, I got to say, this was badass. This was so cool. I am so freaking excited for this. I think um, every Friday when an episode drops, I'll probably do a YouTube video review on it and mm-hmm. upload it. I think that's what I'll do for this series. Um, th- this looks awesome. Uh, we got shots of Baby Yoda. My favorite thing ever from Star Wars is Baby Yoda. Um, this this looks super cool. I feel like the action is going to be great. It just got me hyped. I, I I'm I'm so looking forward to the tradition of like waking up on Fridays, knowing that there's a new Mandalorian episode, watching that, and then being able to talk with my buddies about it at work the following Monday. Because it's so, it's it's just oh, it's such a good show. It's such a good show. Yeah. I mean, like, I thought the first few episodes were pretty good. I thought they, you know, they were pretty basic. But, you know, it's also like, uh, you know, the first season. It really wasn't until, like, those last two episodes where it really got me hooked in. And kind of ends off, like, in a in a cliffhanger. And all the rumored characters that uh, are supposed to be in, in this season. And, you know, also... Don't forget to mention, you know, the leadership uh, in this show is, uh, you know, John Favreau, who I think is really good. I think should take over uh, yes. for Kathleen Kennedy or Definitely. Dave Filoni, Dave who, of course, uh, was one of the creators for uh, the Clone Wars show. And, yeah, I mean, I just can't wait. It was a really good teaser trailer. And, uh, yeah, give me more Baby Yoda. Yeah, th- I think there's going to be a lot of uh, crossover <clears throat> from Clone Wars and Mandalorian. Um, so I-, I think a lot of people are excited for that. Um, I'm excited Because Ahsoka is Ma- supposed to be in it. Yes, Ahsoka is supposed to be in it. Boba Fett supposed to be in it. I'm excited for Moff Gideon to come back. That's going to be really I- – I'm-, I'm really excited for that plot. He's in uh, Breaking Bad, right? Yes, he's guest freeing. Ah, uh, did, did did you watch badass Bad? actor? Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, I I, a, I thought you did. That guy's a badass, John Carlo Esposito. Yeah. Yes, I think I'm that's his sure. name. Yeah, I, I'm. I couldn't be more excited for this. Um, I think since there's nothing new start like announced for Star Wars, there's no new movies, no new announcements. I think they are putting all their time and effort into this show because, well, first of all, it's the number one thing you, you, you come to Disney plus for is the Mandalorian without a doubt. You go to Disney plus for that. There's no other show. You go to Disney plus for that. It's the most highly received show since Disney, or it's the most highly received property star Wars property since Disney bought the rights. And I just think with the craziness around Baby Yoda, they're going to really try and hammer that home. They're going to really try and just make this show as good as they possibly can just because everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. It's got Clone Wars crossovers. It's just it's it's doing everything right. So I think with a big cast, lots of crossovers, I think this has potential to be good, but I also think there's just a, a slight potential this could this could be turn out to be bad. I mean, part of the reason why I think everyone likes this so much is it's something new in the Star Wars universe. It's not necessarily just like a fantasy, you know, sci-fi action movie. You know, it, it's uh, deep and grounded and, uh, you know, it's kind of got like that Western feel to it, um, which is really score. cool. Yeah, yeah. An unbelievable score by Ludwig Göransson. He did uh, Tenet and uh, Black Panther. Yes. And I've, I've, he won an I Oscar really, for Black Panther. Yes. And what I really dig about what he do, what he did with that oh. score 
is it's completely different than any other Star Wars score we've ever heard. He uh, actually just finished uh, recording for season two, like yesterday or two days ago. Really? So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that. yeah, he's been a busy guy uh, in quarantine uh, doing Tenet yes, he has. and then the Mandalorian. That's quite the task. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not worried about it, though. He did so good well, with Tenet. Well, yeah. Well, one thing that I am a little worried about is one of the things I liked so much about the first season was it was a lot of new themes. And with all these rumored characters coming in, I feel like that could maybe have the potential of ruining ruining it. Like, I don't want to see, you know, Luke Skywalker make an appearance. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't want to see that Not really. Uh, Especially after watching. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He has returned. But uh, I, I know we talk about this a lot, but it's so funny to see Oscar Isaac's face, how pissed he looks off, how pissed off he looks when he has to deliver that line. I think by before the Mandalorian comes out, I think we need to do a review just about Star Wars in general. Okay. We should review, we should review Rise of Skywalker. We could do that and just review Disney as a whole after that. We don't even have to do news. I can tell you that right now. You know what we could do? We should do a watch along for that where we both hop on Zoom and watch it. Get get Jack on. We wouldn't even we wouldn't even have to talk. (laughs) That now that would be really fun because we could just crack jokes about how shitty that movie is. Oh, yeah. so, it's so bad. It's so bad, dude. I, I still would rather watch that, though, than Phantom Menace. I think that is one of the worst movies. Really? Dude, I've watched Phantom Menace in a heartbeat. I can't I've watch come, I just can't I've, watch it. It's so boring. It's so I've boring. Come to, well, I've come to respect the prequels a lot more after this trilogy. I don't care about politics in Star Wars, all right? <laughs> I don't. I don't blame you. I really don't blame you. But uh, yeah, um, so that that's the only way I can see the Mandalorian maybe like faltering is if they like overproduce in terms of like original characters. Like I know Boba Fett's uh, rumored to be in it and Ahsoka's going to be in it. I think that's good. I, I don't want them to play big roles though in the story, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just kind of want them to be maybe in an episode or two. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I want them to stay with like Moff Gideon. I want them to stay with uh, I can't remember Apollo Creed. Uh, oh yeah, that dude. I can't remember what his character's name is. Uh, Carl Withers. I can't remember what his character's name character name is. But like, I want them to stay with that. I want them to stay with Baby Yoda. I really wish they didn't kill IG eighty eight because I loved that thing. And then uh, I just want them to stay like grounded, like they were in the first season, because that's what I really like. But we'll 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 see uh, where it goes. Um, it's got a bigger budget now. A lot more people are on board because they really love the first season, so it should be good. Yeah, uh, I agree. Can't wait for. I think it's October. October thirtieth. Thirtieth. All right. Yes, sir. Day before Halloween. Yes, sir. And a day before the Huskers play Wisconsin. So no, we play we play the twenty fourth. No, I know, but we play Ohio State the twenty fourth, then Wisconsin the thirty first. Ah, we're gonna we're gonna start off four and zero right out the gate. Just don't worry about it. Bet. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, bet the under. <laughs> Should we get into the Prestige movie review? Yes. Are you watching closely? (laughs) All right. The Prestige, directed by Christopher Nolan. This film came out in 2006, right after his success with uh, Batman Begins. Um, It tells the story, after a tragic accident, two stage magicians engage in a battle to create the ultimate illusion while sacrificing everything they have to outwit each other. 
Um, the Stone Stars, Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, and Michael Caine. Uh, I got to say this. And Rebecca this, Hall. Uh, and Rebecca Hall, yes. I got to say this film, uh, this really surprised me, Sam. Uh, you kept you kept pushing it on me and pushing it on me. And I was like, yeah, I'll get around to watching it. And I knew when I rented it, when I sat down, I I, I knew right away, like, I, this isn't going to be a task or a chore to watch this film. I sat down. I was I was like really entertained. Like, almost, I mean, I know you sh- you shouldn't say this with like a movie this complex, but it was just so entertaining that I felt like I could like almost turn my brain off because of just how entertaining it was. However, mm-hmm. there is a very complex aspect to it, so I was definitely paying attention to. Um, but yeah, I I think that this is better than inception i i give inception a 91 and i'm going to give this a 91 as well um but yeah i really enjoyed it i think the cinematography looks great um scarlett johansson really surprised me with her performance as well as hugh jackman i think up until prisoners came out this was hugh jackman's best performance and then logan came out well and then logan came out and then that became his best performance (laughs) so i think um this is one of his best performances in this film. I didn't know that he had like a range like this because we'd only seen him really as um, Wolverine up until this point. So for him to come in and do that, I think he did well. Christian Bale does great. He, he had been in a ton of movies before this, like Empire of the Sun, Batman Begins, The Machinist. So um, we had seen him plenty before this. We knew he was a great actor. Um, but yeah, Christopher Nolan really... I think this was the film where Christopher Nolan really, really shined. Like everyone knew, you know, he's like up there because, you know, Memento had success. Everyone was like, well, this could be a one-time thing. Came out with Batman. Everyone might've thought, well, this is just Batman. He's got source property to go off of. And then he made this, The Prestige. I think that this is what really, you know, put him over the edges. One of those filmmakers to really, really watch out for. Yeah, I mean, you have to remember that Christopher Nolan kind of changed the game in terms of of directing uh, movies, especially like franchises. When you talk about the Dark Knight trilogy, all of a sudden after that, everyone was trying to make a, a dark, grounded movie, like super realistic. Um, I think and, the only other one to work off of that might have been Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah, say. that that movie gets way too much hate. But yes, in, it does. Uh, to get back to the point, um, this is one of my favorite movies of Nolan's. Um, I just I just love how he crafts uh, the movie. Um, you know, it, it's a movie about magicians, rival magicians, and when you when you hear about that, you're like, ah, I mean, like, okay, like, but it's not that cool. Like, yeah. and it ends Magicians up being like really cool. <laughs> magicians usually get shit on. So when you think of a movie all about magicians, you're probably going to think, well, this is going to be really weird and really boring. This movie is sweet. This movie is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's and so well done. The way he crafts it, like he crafts it like a magician. He hides things and it's usually mm. in plain sight. Like I've now seen yes. it three times and I noticed things like right away and I'm like, Oh my God, how did I not see that the first time? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, I think that just speaks to the genius uh, of this movie. I think the detail in it is, is so well done. And, you know, usually, uh, Michael Caine just plays like, you know, the same character in a Christopher Nolan movie. I think yes. he does a really good job in this movie. Uh, he always seems as, like that. You know, he, Michael Caine always seems like that one guy who just pops in just to remind you, like, "Hey, this is a Christopher Nolan movie, and I'm in it." And then he's he's off. Well, he's out. except yeah. for Alfred. Yeah, I think the the exception is in the Dark Knight trilogy, especially the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. He is really good in that, and mm-hmm. I think he's really good in in the Prestige as well. Um, I agree. Christian Bale was really good in, in the movie. 
um, as was Hugh Jackman. I think the impressive thing about this performance was unlike in Prisoners and Logan, he really isn't showing like, you know, full on rage. You know, he's just showing a lot of different, showcasing a lot of different emotions um, throughout each scene. And I think he just does, I think he disappears in the role, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he does a really good job in the movie. um, And Johansson does a great job, um, as does Rebecca Hall. I think she, she does a really good job because she has a lot of the more emotional scenes in the movie. And, you know, I, I think it works. I think it works. Mm-hmm. And David Bowie's in the movie too. Yeah. I didn't know and, that. And way. Andy Serkis. Yeah. I didn't know either of those guys were in the film. Well, I I knew it was Andy Serkis right away, but I didn't know that that was David Bowie the whole time I was watching that up until I watched the Chris Duckman review. I didn't know that that was David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah, a, he, he did an awesome job. Yeah. He was damn good. I, I thought it was I thought it was a really cool take um what the film was doing with you know adding Nicholas Tesla into it and then adding a science fiction element into it to really you know create the clone to uh to really make an illusion uh for everyone. But I, I, I thought it really worked. A lot of people had problems with or some people had problems with it. Um but I thought it was it was a pretty cool take. It reminded me of something Tarantino would do kind of just stray off from the beaten path. So, um, yeah, I really like that. Um, Again, I just, I I just really like this film a lot. Um, I thought it was such a cool, a really cool ending. Um, I could, I I saw it coming a little bit. Um, Well, we can talk about spoilers. I knew that when Michael Caine was leaving the theater, I was like, oh, well, here comes Fallon. I was like, I, this is just bound to happen because Fallon has been at the side of Christian Bale this whole movie. Mm-hmm. So Fallon, Fallon is going to have, have to get his revenge. So I knew that that was coming, but what I didn't know was coming was that they were twins. That, and, and, and that, that had already been revealed. Well, I guess I did in, a, in somewhat know that that was coming because it, it has been revealed to me, but I thought it was going to, I thought that, uh, Hugh Jackman had a twin. I didn't know that it was oh. Bale. So I, I was like, I was just completely blown away by that. But um, I just, I definitely knew that Fallon was going to come back and get his revenge for his best friend then realizing that it's his brother. But what I find really, really compelling about this film is that both of them are so dedicated to their act that they're willing to, you know, risk others lives in order to make sure that their illusion goes through perfectly. And, you know, Christian Bale loses his own brother just so his illusion works. And I think that that's, that's, that's pretty cool to be honest. I really, I really like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that ending I think is, I mean, I think no one has a really, good grasp at how to end a movie. Honestly, I would say one of his weaker endings was probably Tenet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially like considering the last few movies, especially. Um, really, think looking back on it, like every movie ending, it, Tenet might be my least favorite ending now thinking about it. Because like, I really like Dunkirk. Dunkirk uh, was a great ending. Um, Dark Knight Rises was really good. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight's one of the best endings ever. Um, yes. Inception, obviously. Inception. Yeah, that's, legendary. that's been beaten to death. Yeah, that's been beaten Legendary to death. ending. Memento has a great ending. Insomnia. I mean, maybe God, Batman, so Bat- Batman Begins might be the only one that, and even then, like, it's a really cool ending because, uh, you know, Batman's like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't know, but I don't have to save you either. Yeah. That part's dope. But I really, uh, I really enjoy that. So that, that's one, one of the biggest takeaways for me was, man, the prestigious ending is really good. It's really strong. Um, and again, that's what he, I think really excels at. Um, and that's not to say like tennis ending is bad by any means, but mm-hmm. it's just not as good. 
like the reveal, like you said, uh, for as a twin. Looking back on it now, after a third time, it's really obvious that I was a twin the whole time. But yeah, that first time it floored me. And then coming to the realization that uh, Hugh Jackman's character was killing himself every night, it was like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, that just, is. Just, that- just to, you know, just for his act, just to get the thunderous applause that's what he was addicted to mm-hmm. yeah i i think that uh that 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 ending is 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 very very compelling um what I was really, your favorite part about the movie like like what was your favorite moment in the movie probably hmm hmm that is a good that is a great question my favorite, my favorite is probably when, when uh, Borden is where uh, reading his Hugh Jackman's diary, and it's revealed that Hugh Jackman is still alive. Yeah, that that was. Pretty I was like insane. I Even though, like, I, I figured he was he was still alive. Like, yeah, but, I think I, I'm not yeah. sure what my favorite part would be. Or actually, really it like was when, probably the ending. Well, I, I really like right right before uh, Christian Bale is hung, he says abracadabra. I think that's a pretty cool cool part of the film. And then it cuts to Fallon shooting uh, shooting Hugh Jackman. So I think that that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but, I mean, probably my favorite part I could also say is just the performances all around. It's yeah. just so well done. Even, I mean, just Scarlett Johansson does a great job. And so does Hugh Jackman. I mean, they really surprised me in this film. You know that the initials of the two main characters uh, spell out Abra, right? I did not know that. Yeah. Alfred Borden. And then who's Christian Bale's character's name? I forget. It's Borden, isn't it? Alfred Borden. Yeah, that's, that's Christian. You're thinking Hugh Jackman. Isn't it like... Algier Oh, Robert Angier Okay, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right right. Alfred Borden Borden is uh, uh, Christian Bale Yeah, and then um, He still calls himself or Hugh Jackman still calls himself the great Danton Oh, yeah Which is pretty cool Um, Yeah That, another good part was he he has to stop himself when it's it's obvious that the addiction of trying to uh outmatch Christian Bale uh in magic was when he's like talking to Scarlett Johansson and he's like, I don't care about my wife. Like yeah, it was like halfway like, through the movie. Out. Yeah, like, yeah I, just, like, I just want to figure it out. He stops himself. That's when I was like, Oh man, these these guys are not good people. Yeah, I was thinking that Hugh Jackman was going to be the good guy in this film, but he—he's. There are now no, he, no. There are no good guys really in this. Honestly, the only right. innocent one is Rebecca Hall's character. Yeah, you got to feel for her. She's the only innocent one. Even though I, I found myself rooting for Hugh Jackman more than Christian Bale, he's definitely like not. He's definitely a flawed, flawed guy. Yeah, and then in the end, I mean, I find myself really like, all right, well, I am happy that that, that happened to Christian Bale. Um, but still, I don't know. Neither of them are just good people in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what'd you, wait, what'd you give the, what, what was your score? 97. 97, I'm 91. All right. You um, could, it, it's very, it's my number three movie in the Nolan filmography. Um, I'm rewatching them all uh, after Stanley Kubrick, but the ones that I've watched recently, I've watched Dark Knight, The Prestige, Inception, and Tenet. This comes in at number two behind Dark Knight, then Inception, then Tenet. I really didn't. I really enjoyed this film. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it, especially if you know you are a fan of his movies. Um, this is usually the the untold gem for some reason people don't talk about this movie a whole lot yeah and i've 
Like I've heard, I, I think I mentioned this on the pod last time. Like I've, I've heard people complain about, I guess like parts of inception and, you know, obviously tenant, like people have complaints about that movie. The only movie that I haven't heard like many complaints about uh, from a Christopher Nolan movie is the dark Knight And then uh, the prestige. Um, I would say most people that I've talked, actually really everyone that I've talked to has at least enjoyed it. Um, I've never really heard a bad review about the movie. And yeah, I mean, I, I just love the creativity. It, it, it It's crazy to me that he had a three, three movie stretch of the prestige, the dark Knight, and inception. Yeah, that is, that is huge. Well, that, and even the dark Knight rises has, has aged really well. I think so. Yeah. It, that movie, there are people that it's like, there's like no middle ground in that movie. People either love that movie or they hate it. Oh, I think it's really good. And I, I've never understood why. Um, I mean, it certainly has flaws, but yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, you know, it didn't have, uh, Batman, uh, fly in the air and in space, like uh, floating Mary Poppins in The Last Jedi. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's get into The Last Jedi before the Mandalorian. <laughs> we'll get into that. But we could uh, honestly review all the Star Wars material. That would take good. up a lot of time, but we could do that. We could we could move back. Uh, we could review The Devil all the time and. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Is that the movie? Yes. Yeah. I want to review. I want to review those two on our next pod. Um, the devil all the time. It, it, I think you will like it, Sam. Um, I gotta, I gotta see, um, judging by ending things, ending things next. Judging by people's reactions. I feel like it's going to be a lot like the movie lawless. I don't know if you ever saw it. I've not seen that, but I, I've heard with, really good things. With Shia LaBeouf and Tom Hardy. Um, speaking of Shia LaBeouf, what, what, what the hell's wrong with him? Yeah, dude, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. That, that video is wild. He's clearly on, on something in that video because his eyes are like glazed over and he's dancing that was to, to nothing. Yeah, it, but... It was, that was so bizarre. Like, I, I feel like... It's kind of like going to be that movie, Part, partly because it's like kind of got like the Western feel to it, like uh, Lawless did. And also it was uh, it was a movie that had just a massive cast and the devil all the time has a massive, yeah. massive cast. Yeah. Doesn't isn't Jason Clark in it? Um, I'm not sure. Let me I'm pretty, check and see. I'm pretty sure he plays like uh, a drunk, just like he did in in Lawless. That that is a really good movie. That's an underrated Tom Hardy performance. Oh piece. yes, Jason Jason Clark is in it. I was blanking on who Jason Clark even was. I can he, never remember this dude's name. Yeah, he's yeah. he's very creepy in that film. Oh yeah, so basically exactly like <laughs> who he played in Lawless. <laughs> Yeah, that's an underrated Tom Hardy performance. Very Dude, underrated. Jason Clark is in a lot of really good movies. Yeah, except Serenity. But he was in First Man. He was in Mudbound, Everest, Dom, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Zero Dark Thirty, Lawless, like you said. He was in Public Enemies. Yeah, he's been in some good stuff. You know what? I forgot that Gary Oldman wasn't on the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's that's very forgotten about. I feel what baller! I love that yeah. dude. He he's in such good films. He was he was so so great as Winston Churchill. He was great as uh, Commissioner Gordon. He was great in Don on the Planet of the Apes. I think he okay. he is the most underrated, like not talked about enough character in the Nolan trilogy. I, I firmly believe that, especially in the Dark Knight, he is so good in that that yeah. last that last scene. Yeah, he is great with that narration. It's 
What a picture. Mm. All right. Well, that is our review for The Prestige. I give it a 91. Sam gives it a 97. Uh, We'll be back with Devil All the Time review as well as uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Both really received really well. So I'm very excited to talk about these films. Um, And then during that podcast, we will talk about what we will review next. Could be Star Wars, could be not. We don't know. We'll, we'll, We'll talk about it once we're all done here. You got anything else, Sam? Nope, nothing else. All right, for myself and Sam Alessandro, this is Inglorious Podcasters, and we'll see you guys next time. Arrivederci.